I'm excited for this. I'm excited for this. So good morning, everyone. How y'all doing? I ain't been live on IG in a minute, you know. TikTok has been taking up my time, but, Man. you know, they've they been um, not treating everybody so fairly. So I had to come back and show some love over here. So uh, once again, y'all, y'all don't know who I am. I am Drake or Mr. D713 with Everything Culture, the podcast for all cultures, the podcast for the purpose. Our mission statement comes in the words of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and that is he believed that men hate each other because they fear each other. They fear each other because they don't know each other, and they don't know each other because of segregation, and because of segregation, we have miscommunication. So we come together for a statement called The Makings of You, and it's a deep dive on our guests. You know, we get to know them on a little bit more of an intimate and personal level, and then they come back on our show, and we have a conversation, but this is like a strong intro to get to know their point of view, um, their upbringing, lifestyles, and mindset on a few things. And overall, it's a good time. And today, this morning, this afternoon, this evening, whenever you listen to this, this is the making of Joe. The joy of children laughing Good. Another day for me. Okay. And we love it. We love it. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I put on my good wig for you today. Ooh. I had to Ooh. slap her on real quick. No, turn it to the side, flat on her. Make the, you know, give her a little life, you know. Can we get one of these? Can we get one of the head uh, well. Okay. <laughs> okay. Still well. We love it. Okay. So, you know, once again, this is once again, this is the earliest making for you. So yeah. man, thank you for coming on. Thank you for, you know, joining us. You you've heard, you've listened to the makings of you before, correct? Mm-hmm. Very much. Okay. So I like I like sitting up here listening to uh getting into other people's background without asking so many questions from a distance you know what i'm saying mm. i like that yeah, leave that up to you know I, hey i appreciate it it's something i do you know i actually you know this is uh, i don't know what number on but we're heading into season four mm. hey can't deal and we're about to get into you know you know a little bit some more t- touchy t- topics and sensitive subjects but it's something we all need because Hearing from us is what matters. I can't do this without the people. You know, I can't do this without y'all. So everyone, stay tuned, buckle up, stay strapped, and let's get into the making of Joe. So, Joe, mm-hmm. who are you? Who am I? Um, my real name is Navadia Brooks. I am born and raised from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm 30 years old. I'm a single mom. So, yeah, I'm a podcast host myself. So, yeah, I think that's it, right? I do you want me to do my regular degular, you know what I'm saying, intro? Because I can do that too. This opening, however you want to answer that, this is your thing right here. This is your show. (laughs) Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Holla for a dollar strip for a tip. This is your girl, J O E. 
And this is a collaboration episode. This is all shit and everything culture. That's me. Hey, y'all. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Okay. So, on to our next question. How would you describe your culture? Um, Honestly, I would describe my culture uh, very, very, very much Atlanta. Um, I'm old school Atlanta. Like, there... When I order my chicken wings, it's 10 piece, mild or hot, lemon pepper sprinkle. My fries need to be fresh, extra crispy, extra wet. Like that, that that's who I am. I am the I'm a part of the city. You know what I'm saying? Um being from Atlanta and having Atlanta culture, you make sure that you want everybody to win. So when people sit up here and they talk so bad about Atlanta culture or the people from Atlanta that have the culture, those aren't people that's from Atlanta. No. Okay. It's people like me. <laughs> if you already know Drake or you already been on Drake's TikTok or his lives or his Sunday Zooms, which will be once a month now. <laughs> Did you know? Now you know. <laughs> you know whose voice this is. It's Shan from She Gets It Pod. So while you're listening to Everything Culture with an A, not an I, check out She Gets It pod all right i know i'm the one with the little boo me on there that's me all right new season new season 22 giving y'all encouragement motivation and a real insight in the things that i think about on a daily but i'm saying them out loud to y'all so check me out on she gets a pod on your favorite podcast app and also find me and the rest of my podcast on shambypodden.com. Now, I hope you're enjoying this show with everything culture. Hey, Drake. I'll let you have your mic back now. Bye. You know what I'm saying? They stay in the background. We kind of business ourselves and we done had kids and what else. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just kind of what it is. So, my culture is definitely Atlanta bound, the Atlantean way of life. That's that's me. Okay. Okay. I think you knocked out a few questions with that. I appreciate that. All right. You know, I learned. So if you, you know, I'm from the South. You know, this is this is for the show. I don't do this on a regular day basis, you know, when I walk around. But question I have here. So how old are you? I am 30. I'm 30 years old. Dirty 30. What's your sign? I'm a Leo. All day, every day. July 24th. Oh, you, you early, early. You know, I got to rock with you with the 30th, so, you know. Right I am here. the beginning of the Mohegans, okay? Leo Nation is like... <laughs> people don't understand. Leos are really, like, we're some really nice people. Like, people get us mixed up with Leos. They be lying. <laughs> I think you're talking about they think they, somebody they, else talking to Leo. themselves. Like, I'm like, who I'm supposed to be full of then? I'm full of the Lord and me, you know? That's, that's all I need right there. Exactly. What do you mean? I, I think you just you're mistaking me for somebody else, you know? Gotta be. Gotta be. Okay, okay. Rolling to our next one. How would you define your childhood and upbringing? Um, my childhood was shitty. Um, I had some good moments, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Had some good moments, uh had some bad moments. But, you know, uh, growing up and being 30, you know, after a certain 
time point and moment, you forget about a lot of the good shit. And it's overcompensated by the bad shit. So it's kind of like, mm, was my childhood really good? You know, I started to question myself. But I'm saying, I'm saying. It is what it is. It's my life. Hey, and this is the making for Joe. Ain't nobody else can tell your story other than you. So thank you for being with us today. So going to our next one. What were the roles of your parents coming up for your caregivers? Mm, my creator, she um, she kind of gave me the bark. You know what I'm saying? You know how a lot of people be like, oh, that little dog going to bark, but it ain't going to bite. She gave me the bark and the bite. I I refuse to use the bite because of the simple fact the bite will get me in trouble. The bite will get me in a lot of trouble. Um, my adoptive mom, she actually uh, raised me for the remainder of my life. And, um, you know, she did good. She kind of gave me the whole, the world don't give a fuck about you. You know what I'm saying? So you got to get, you got to give a fuck about you enough to not care about what everybody goes thinking, not care what others' opinions about you are. Like, that's, you know, I had the luxury of having two, two uh, figures. Um, far as my father go, uh, mm, we haven't really communicated much. My father... Uh, didn't get the opportunity to be that father that he planned on being so we still communicate from here and on uh every now and then i have to correct him on some things because now i'm an adult and i feel like these are the things like i, I have to sit up here and create these boundaries and i have to sit up here and let you know that yes maybe you were a shitty parent but now you have the opportunity to be a better grandparent which is way easier than being a parent so that was my life how, how is that correcting an adult being an adult and have to correct your elders what is that like um <laughs> they still feel like you a child like at the end of the day regardless of anything that's going on in your life you could be 40 50 60 70 you're still a child like and i have to let them know like yeah, I probably live in my mama's house, and yeah, I got kids, but hello, I, I popped out these human beings, so I mean, I'm entitled to an opinion about something that's going on in my life or their life, or I, I'm entitled to that, but they still be like, no, you're still a child until you get your own, and even when I get my own, they be like, oh no, you should do this, and you should do they just, they don't know. I will say um, that over the course of these last couple of years, the establishment of adults now or my age that have actually, you know, set these boundaries and stuff, it's being validated. Like, the adults are kind of like backing up like, oh, okay, you want your space or, oh, okay, I, I get it. I ain't trying to hear it, whatever. With all this COVID and stuff going on, especially, so it's kind of like a, it's a battle between the age groups. Mm. Oh, you know, we're going to talk about that more in the future. So I appreciate <laughs> you for sharing that. Okay. Yes. Do you have any siblings? Ooh. So I'm the oldest by my mother and my creator. But my creator, she actually had a, a younger son and a younger daughter that I kind of grew up with. 
and my biological father, he had a son and a daughter. They both had kids at the same time, which was abundantly freaking odd. But um, yeah, two younger sisters, two younger brothers. Um, I've never met my father's daughter, but I've met my father's son. So me and him, we cool. Um, we kind of sort of have to men make a relationship, even though we never grew up together type situation. Yeah. Um, far as my creator's children, um, we do not speak, even though, you know what I'm saying? I potty trained them. I raised them for a couple of years of my life. We don't communicate. Um, the things that I've done for them haven't really been acknowledged um, or it stands for anything for them. But hey, I can't dwell on the past. I just got to keep it moving. That's what I understand. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing with us. Yeah. So, in your journey in life, how do you feel about your education so far? Um, I feel like my education, honestly, I've gotten a high school diploma. So at 30 years old, I haven't really received any other credentials. College is not really my thing. I don't know what it is about fucking college. It costs a lot of money. It seems like the right thing to do, but like i've learned so much more out of college and i feel like that should be validated or i feel like i should get a certificate just for learning all this stuff that i learned you know about credit about life about you know the conspiracy theories especially when i you know when i go on to my show uh shit under my nails i do my actual research i don't just sit here and just be talking um like a lot of people do i just kind of you know go into detail let me let me compare these two articles. Let me do this. Let me do that. And I feel like that should be um, a certificate within itself. But you know how the world is. You got to have some type of big ass diploma behind you outside of a high school diploma to validate your education. So, mm, you know how that is. No, and I appreciate that for real. And that's why I asked that question. I asked, what's sure, on your education so far, it's not only your education within the um american curriculum but mm -hmm. overall in life you know your experience you know, what you yeah. learn from your day to day so i appreciate yeah. you going into the detail with us about that okay coming up coming up did you have any chores in your household uh, did i my kids will never understand they have hella luxury right now by not having to do anything um I will say that I pretty much, I took on a, a lot of different chores at the age of seven, which I know is kind of young. I was ironing clothes. I was washing clothes. I was washing dishes. I didn't physically start like tampering with the stove until maybe I was like, mm, about 11, 11 or 12. Um, cooking dinner for everybody, making sure, you know, my sister and brother, their clothes were out. Vacuuming, cleaning the back. Like I, I did that from the age of seven <laughs> to thirty. I'm still doing it, and I got kids. I be telling folks when you have kids, you know, you can you can allow them to do that. But this, this kids generation, they so dang on lazy. I be like, all right, we gonna get up Saturday morning. It's it's time for everybody to clean up. They be looking at me stupid. <laughs> I be like, no. Hey, I, I hear, I hear them. I hear them up. That's yeah, all. they I hear up. Them up. They up, they in their room playing video games. Ain't nobody touched nothing, not a vacuum cleaner. They, they brushed their teeth, washed their face, and made their bed up. If that. 
And I have to remind them of that. And I'm like, Lord Jesus. Woo, I'm feeling the pain. I find hilarious. I was talking to my homeboy. And I asked about my godson. We were mm-hmm. talking about, um, you know, we were latchkey kids. I think that's what you call it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we had, like, so that's a, question, that's a question I can follow up. When did you receive a key to the house? Like, coming home. When were you had mm-hmm. access coming home and with no parental supervision? Mm-hmm. I was still, I guess you could say I was still in elementary school because technically, um, at that time point in moment, I was riding the school bus. No, I was riding the daycare bus. So the daycare would pick us up from the house, have us there at the daycare. We would eat our breakfast there. We would go to school. They would drop us off at school, pick us back up from school, feed us like a snack, do our homework, and then they would take us home. So I was able to, you know what I'm saying, key and get in or whatever. Sometimes my parents were there. Sometimes they weren't. But mm, yeah, I, I was pretty young. Yeah, I was pretty young. I ain't even gonna lie. I don't know why they felt like I was responsible enough to do that, but hey, I was a different type of kid, you know? I think we all were. Well, many of us were. I know I asked my partner, I was like, man, do you feel comfortable? Like, I'm a guy's son to be home by himself. He was like, man, I don't feel comfortable with him using the toaster by himself. I was like, yeah, I see, man. <laughs> y'all got to ease up. Y'all got to trust these kids a little bit more. But I digress, you know? But the, the, we, we, we are in different cultures, and that's why we're here for every time culture. So, right. how were you disciplined growing up? Oh. I feel like the discipline that I've had in my life definitely made me a different type of parent. I try, I try my hardest. I will say that I've always been brought up to be what did they say? Uh, spare the rod, spoil the child. Like, um, I used to get whoopings with belts, with switches. I got house shoes thrown at me. I have been put outside of my house, butt booty bone ass naked. I mean, got put out of my room. You know what I'm saying? And, had to sleep on the floor in a sleeping bag. Like, yeah, I was I was one of them kids that used to get into shit. Like I I just I get into some shit. I'm always in trouble. I'm always getting something taken away from me. Um my hardest honestly, even though I went through all of that as punishment, the hardest punishment honestly that I've ever had was the moment that my creator took my music. I don't know what it is about music in general, but it turns me into somebody that I, I'm normally not on an everyday basis. So if I'm mad, the music will make me happy. If I'm sad, the music will make me just mellow. If I'm angry, the music will make me a certain type of way. Sometimes the music will turn me to a sexual being that I, I, I'm not used to being, right, on a regular day basis. So um, when she figured out that even though she took the TV, the cell phone in there and whooped me and did all these other things. It was nothing like taking my music away. I felt like I was dying. I was an emotional kid at 13. I was so emotional. I'm talking about, I'm listening to Pink and I'm having to myself. You know what I'm saying? That that was me. I was emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to I felt like the world was going to end because she wanted to take my music. So that was like, for me, that was like the worst punishment in the world. Like, you took my music. That's bad. Like, it was kind of how these kids act when you take their phone away from them. 
Yeah, like uh, even now as an adult, I cannot if if I don't pay my cell phone bill, all right, cool, my phone is off. As long as I can connect Wi-Fi or listen to some type of music, I don't even give a fuck about the you know about the cell phone. Like it's it's kind of like, oh okay, well, I'll get to it when I get to it. You know, as long as I got my music, I don't care about nothing else. Hey, so music is one of your um, love languages. It's one of your core elements of Joe. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, jumping into our next question. What were and what are your beliefs? Oh, that's a good question. Um, For a long time, honestly, for a long time, I've always believed that there was a heaven or a higher being and there was never hell. Because I used to be like, um, you know, God created this earth um, to be the middle ground. It seems more bad stuff is happening than good. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like this is a mixture on this earth, this this physical land that we walk. It is a mixture of heaven and hell together because there are some shit that happens good and there are a lot of shit that happens bad. But it's like a balance between each other. Um, a lot of people, when I've had major conversations about um, religion, They'll specifically tell me, like, there's no way that you could believe in heaven and a higher power and not believe in hell. And I'm like, I can't believe in hell because it's so much hell that happens here that the fact that it's supposed to be under us or beneath us, it keeps rising up a lot on the everyday basis. So um, I grew up in a Baptist home. So I went to, you know what I'm saying? I went to Bible study on Wednesday. I ain't even gonna cap. I don't remember the entire Bible. I don't remember all of the verses. I remember there's a slight verse in uh, Leviton. It's probably the wrong name. We don't know. But I remember he said something about, you should pay me now. You know what I'm saying? Instead of me waiting. But, you know, nobody listens to that verse. You know, they want to talk about all these other verses in the Bible, but whatever. Um, now, I, and I've been baptized. I was baptized like twice. I was baptized twice. Um, far as the religion that I push upon my children, I don't push a religion on my children. I don't. Um, being younger and having to be forced to do this and not really having the ability to question it kind of like it kind of fucked me up a lot because it's like all right well god put us here why are we suffering we're the most valuable people in the world we're african-americans we got the most beautiful skin we we got this going on we got that going on we're the high value player when it comes to this life game why would he put us through x y and z you know what i'm saying and to sit up here and even ask why you're questioning god we have a problem um but as I got older, I definitely got into more of a spiritual side. Um, so I do deal with the spirituals a lot closer than um, actually sitting down, reading my Bible as much as I used to. So I'll say that. I know that was a lot. Like No, no. This is the making of jokes. And I'm all for the lot. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, ain't nobody going to tell your experience other than you. Uh, but, I, you know, I'm going to throw in, you know, if you, would you just express, just remember when God released um, the people from Pharaoh, what they had to go through 
you know. This is all I'm saying, you know. Mm-hmm. We have to be a little patient, but we'll talk about that another time. We ain't gonna get the preaching y'all on here. So, yeah. kind of, you, you touched on a few things already within your previous response, but give me three words that describe your community. My community where I'm at or where I grew up at because so the community that I'm in right now um, and in and, and this lifestyle and this aspect of life right now um, it's very separated it's very uh, everyone every man for himself type situation it's very much uh, non-communication, like, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of what it is now. Um, back then, the community that I grew up in, like, it was, when they say it takes a village to raise a child, that's exactly what it was back then, because, um, and my nickname, whew, my nickname a long time ago was actually Booty. So, to sit up here and have your neighbor, Miss Hazel, because I remember she still lived there now. To have Miss Hazel yell down the street, booty, your mama wants you to come home. Like, you can't get that here in this neighborhood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Gotcha. You can't get that aspect of family togetherness. Like, if we have a barbecue, everybody in the neighborhood is invited. It's a, it's a, it's a tight-knit community. Like, we sit up here, we communicate, we, we have some type of fun. You get to play your loud music everybody is watching your kid even if you're not there you know what i'm saying you can't do that now so back then i feel like it was way better than it is now so with covid and everything COVID, i feel like covid is definitely hindering the togetherness of the entire community but that's the difference between the two like it could be better hey i would you keep listening to the making of you and everything culture. You'll see I really do subscribe to that thought process. So, our next question for you. Who has been the biggest influence in your life? Mm, my children. And I know that's kind of crazy because obviously I'm older and you would think that I had some type of other influences in life, which I kind of sort of did, but nobody has had the hardest influence than my children. Honestly, I was a street kid um, doing street things, you know what I'm saying, that I wasn't supposed to do. My kids kind of slowed me down on a lot of shit, uh, moving the way that I move and trying to elevate in some type of way and trying to keep me motivated uh, knowing that in, in the back of my mind, like if I don't work, if they don't eat, if I don't accomplish my dreams, why am I forcing them to accomplish their dreams? If I don't do the things that I need to do to make me a better person, how do I expect them to be better people in this world if I'm not even showing them? So if it weren't for them, I'd be out here shaking this ass for a dollar. Yep. I'd be out here. Shout out to the Shout out to the kids either way. Live, live yeah. your life how you want to live your life. But shout out to the kiddos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you could recommend a book, a movie, and a television series, Ooh. what would you recommend? Give me mm. one of each. Mm. Oh, okay. 
I've got a couple of different books that I like. Um, I don't know. Okay, so this is one of my favorite ones that I like so far. And I'll pull it out because when I tell you this is this was so hard to find in Barnes and Noble. It's called The Anointed African American Folk Tales. It's a thick ass books of all of our uh folk tales that were original Disney movies. So a lot of our Disney movies were are in there and it talks about the original black characters and I like it. Um a couple of other ones uh that I'm reading right now, honestly, Generational Will, uh 48 Laws of Power. The Pale White Horse. Those are things that I'm kind of like reading now. I'm actually waiting for like three more books to come this week. Um, I Even though I like to... Even though... Even though I like to... Um, you know what I'm saying? I like to listen to the book. That kind of didn't work out for me. Or like reading it on a little Kindle or a little tablet or something. That kind of didn't work out for me. Physical books are my thing. So I like to order them and have them come to the house. And kind of that is what it is. Now, as far as a TV show, I would recommend. Hmm. I watch a lot of TV. So I... I hmm. That's a good one. Hmm. Queens, I think, is a good one. Um... I like the dynamic of having an actual girl group and seeing what the music industry does to them, um, how they generate them as some type of music machine without incorporating their actual feelings and whatever beef that they have with each other. You know what I'm saying? Because even when you sit up here and you get women together, people fail to realize that women are very emotional. That's why you can't have too many of us around at one time with so many different personalities. I would take maybe three at a time. <laughs> just three at a time you know what I'm saying that's I feel like that's a good one um one that kind of like motivated me and makes me uh, I love watching it all the time regardless of anything I love watching the Parkers I will go back on that and start it from the beginning like no if ands or buts about it like yeah I love it um far as a movie hmm. movies uh, movies for me if I had to get into it and it's really crazy because I don't even have these tapes anymore and I wish I could Wayne's World has always been my thing I love Wayne's World I love uh, what's the other movie White Chicks it's one of my favorite movies that I would be like we watching it um the way the Players Club, even though I was young as hell, I wasn't supposed to be watching this shit. And you know, if I feel like I want to go back and punish myself, uh, I would watch Roots. That was one of my that was one of my um, creators' things she would do. If I would get in trouble too, she would force me to watch Roots, and I would have ultimate nightmares. But I still like watching it because I, it helps me realize that this is where I came from. Like this is what it is. You know, absolutely understand. Absolutely, and thank you for sharing. So, let me see. Let me see if I can come back. You know, you had numerous books from Forty-Eight Laws of Power to the Anointed African American Folk Tales or African Folk Tales. African American, um, yeah. Then we went to the series. 
stumps in the series where I know the main one that caught my attention was one one you had the rock it was one with the women and the, the uh it's called Queens. It's it's on it's a show that's on ABC Queens. It's got Queen. Brittany, uh Eve, uh the the chick from three O W well she used to she got thrown out of three O W. And some yeah, little, no, like, is it the one with the gap in the list? No, not no, the dark skin one. You know the dark skin one that whole the history of 3LW is so crazy like y'all really out here shunning her because of her brown skin and look at her now she done been the major major character in power now she's another major major character on this tv show and she's working with some of the you know the top artists that y'all could never work with y'all could never work with even you could never work with brandy y'all never did you know what i'm saying so mm, shout out to the brown girls out there we love y'all Okay. Shout out to the Brown Girl. Then we hit you. And then you got us with the Parkers. Um, mm-hmm. And the movies Wayne's World and, well, you know, kind of roots that you would recommend. You'll recommend it for uh, certain reasons. But hey, we hit, we, we yeah. taking it in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And what was the other thing? And White Chick. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Jumping to our next question. If you can call three people, any three mm-hmm. people, on this on this earth, not on this earth, whatever the case may be, just to have a conversation with. Who would those three people be? Mm. I want to have a conversation with R. Kelly. Because it's like, we don't. SA is a difficult situation to kind of like get into, but mm-hmm. you be want to know like, what what was going through your head like did you come on now like you really you know what i'm saying like you can keep it a buck with me i would be like yeah your sister your mama had me like come on now tell me the deal tell me the deal i i would want to get one of those type of situations um another person would be definitely prince um Mm. in my household my creator uh was a fan and still forever fan of Prince and Jay-Z. So that was kind of like my household to a T. Um, Prince, what people fail to realize about Prince though, um, as I got older, I kind of like looked into everything far as his lifestyle go. This man was a motherfucking musician. He was a genius to a T. Sit back and get your mat. This man got his masters before he passed away. He was entitled into a lot more money than what was given to him and his folks. You know what I'm saying? Um, one more person. My creator's husband. I would want to have a conversation with him. That's somebody that I cannot have a conversation with, but I will one day, hopefully, when all this is over and everybody comes to their senses. No, you know what? Fuck that. Fuck that. No cap. The lady who sat there and said that she lied about Emmett Till. I want to talk to her. Mm. I know she dead and gone. But I would want to talk to her. She's still alive. Is she? Yeah, that's... Man, so the thing with her, I forget her name. We talked about her maybe right about about two years ago. Um, You know, she admitted that she She lied. None of that was real. She admitted because she thought she was about to die. 
she did not die. And that's why a lot of us are still pushing, like, lock her ass up. If you locked up uh, Bill Cosby, lock her up, too. You know, because they need to do more than lock her up, baby. They need to do is that. I feel like, you know, how they always be like, I fly out, two for two. The same punishment that you let this little boy go through. When I tell you, my creator would, when we watched everything, I had horrific trauma dreams. I'm not even going to call them nightmares. I had trauma dreams about that. And as if that, that would happen to me, like to this point where I had to, I have to sit up here and explain to my children that there are people that are out here, you know what I'm saying? These bleach flower people that don't like you. They don't like you because of your brown skin. It don't matter that you're a woman, that you're a man. It don't matter if you got a bunch of tattoos. It don't matter if you got locks. It don't matter about none of it. It's your skin. They don't like you because of that. And to sit up here and have that embedded in my mind, how they did him and how she made them do an open casket so that everybody for years to come, I'm talking about this is years. Can't nobody sit up here and say that they don't remember what Emmett Till looked like in that casket. But the thing about it, they have to see it in the first place. And that's why we have to have accessibility. And that, that's one of the reasons why I continue to push here. And I'm loving the conversation here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this is the making of Joe, everyone, once again. And on when I, we used to go live on every Sunday. We'll bring it back maybe another day, y'all. I ain't forgot about y'all, but we used to go live on Zoom and have a conversation. And I'm big on having diverse groups of people come in, um, right. you know, from men, women, black, white, Latin, mm-hmm. you know, Asian, whatever the case may be. Let's come together and have these conversations with one another. Right. And we brought up Emmett Till and... You know, everybody that wasn't black that was in the room, they're like, who's that? All the black people, yeah, it's been left and right. But once again, my thing was, it's like, well, when did we learn about Emmett Till? We didn't learn about it. I went to school with these women and these men that was in the room. We, I didn't learn about Emmett Till in middle school, elementary school. I learned about Emmett Till when I was in high school with my family, you know, when I was like a freshman. No, That's when I learned about them. I learned about Emmett Till from the household. I learned that in elementary school. I remember exactly what he looked like in the casket. I remember what oh, he I but You know what I'm saying? Like it, It's just but like embedded. Until we share that with people. Until people, like, because some people don't want to see it. But just like with you, with some of the things that you share, even with Roots, we were, kind, we were kind of pushed to see it. And that's kind of what I'm doing with here on Everything Culture. It's not ain't going to put you in the headlock see these things to understand it I'm going to give you the opportunity because a lot of people their flaunt is just saying oh I didn't know so I always ask did you want to know if you want to know that's why we feel the way we feel and so once you like everything you said once you see this and you understand this person is still living this person was just saying that using their white privilege and they were using their you know their white rage to show like their lesson to make example out of us even if, if you're a child you have more of an understanding Honestly, I ain't gonna cap with you, right? My whole thing of it is, is I don't think they want to know. Like no, they may no. think I no, did. No. I, I honestly feel like they they sit there and they put off a, a facade as if you know what I really want to know. I'm really concerned. Me personally, I don't have time to educate you on something um, that you should know. Like, don't be, don't be see now to the world. Like, we know what the hell is going on. 
everybody knows it's well it's mm. televised now especially since we're in the generation that we're in you can see this person this brown and or black person will get this compared to this flower ble this bleach flower person you know what i'm saying like i i can't i don't have time to sit up here and teach y'all about stuff that a lot of y'all parents really honestly should have taught y'all at home but they're sitting up here they'll teach you to hate me but I have to sit up here and I have to teach my kids to sit up here and love y'all no matter what. Like, it's, it's some psychological mess that we have to deal with as black Secondary. and brown. Like, yes! We have, we have an episode talking about um, racial battle fatigue. Just check it out. Like, and look at their definition of racial battle fatigue. So just by being black, you probably should be in therapy and counseling, hands down, for dealing with because of what we experience, just like that, that logic that we see as we we see a black person get killed on the news, even they think oh, even they think we don't care about um, proximity crime when we don't when we kill when we see these type of things happen, it affects us. But we have to put on this facade when we come into the office. When we see mm -hmm. police officers kill us in cold blood, unjustified. Mm -hmm. Once again, you know you're not right. just during execution because that's what we've been taught, and right. but it still happens in front of us. It's like, then we have to go and absolutely. deal with it and act normal. So, absolutely understand. But that's, once again, that's why I have everything culture. Because I know everybody can't do what I'm doing. I absolutely mm -hmm. understand that. So, and, but I've seen a lot of growth from a lot of different people just by pulling this platform together right here. So, and, uh, and but just like, I look forward to bringing the first two, when we, like what you're saying, I love that you even brought up three people you interviewed. Um, knowing two of the three, I don't know if you know so much about Prince, but, but he was sexually abused as well as a child, you know? Mm -hmm. And a music genius, both of them music geniuses, thank you, thank you. So it, it's just to that point of like, man, I would love to sit down and talk to this man because the same reason you said why. How did you get here? What's the position to behave these ways, you know? Yeah. If you listen to Prince music, you know, you listen to his B side. You know the stuff they don't put on the radio and all that. Mm -hmm. Like I, I listen to Prince almost every single day. That's on my playlist. Like his, I got his discography, and I don't like some of the songs he got on there. I'm like, ugh, ugh. Yeah, your sister did what to you, sir? Mm -hmm. Like, like it, it you know, was they just, What's so crazy is I, I realized that something had happened to him even before I actually did the full research because the fact that he had so much love for his mother compared to his father and he had both parents in the household, it was some shit going on there. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, let's, let's sit back and look at this. Let's, let's kind of, you know what I'm saying? Let me go into detail. Let me, let me figure out what the hell's going on because obviously you can't just sit up here and be like, oh, this is what happens to me. You can't do that in the music industry. It's not respected. Or it's like, it's not a motherfucker will be like, oh, you lying. They're not going to believe you anyway. And sometimes they actually do be lying. So there's that too. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a whole bunch of moving parts when it comes to stuff like this. It's moving parts to this puzzle that we're trying to put together when it comes to certain situations like that or certain African-American cultures or even trying to let these people in on places and platforms that we have kept sacred to ourselves because we don't have a place. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot. It's a lot. But that's why we have everything culture and that's why we're doing the making of you because one day somebody's gonna ask about joe they want to know why i hope Joe's. they do like, i gotta 
you know, we, we go say, hey, we got this, you know, a nice little sit down conversation with Joe, you know, created in 2022. You know, this is her first one. So this is a little peek into you. So thank you for sharing you with us. Okay. Thank you. We appreciate you. So our next question is what has been the most impactful moment? What has been an impactful moment in your life? Today? Mm, an impactful moment in my life? Hmm. The day that I auditioned to be in school for singing. So I've always had a passion for music. My creator, she's a DJ. My actual biological grandfather, God rest his soul, he's a, a one of the founding fathers of R&B and Soul for Columbus, Georgia. My step-grandfather, He's a DJ as well. So everybody is DJ. Music has just always been in our soul. It's not, we don't, we don't listen to ear when it comes to just, we don't listen to music and have a black ear. So I've listened to any and all types of music just because. Um, when she showed me the movie, Fame, I have no idea why in the fuck I thought that my high school was going to be like that. I thought we was going to be dancing in the street. I don't know why I thought that. I was like, oh my gosh, guys. And then I actually, you know what I'm saying? I sung, what did I sing? I sung Whitney Houston. I believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. I sung that as my audition. And I want to say, what the, I was 12? I was probably like 12 or 13. I was like 12 yeah, or 13 singing that. And I did the big song I sung that. I did it. I sung that but, song. And I ended up getting into Carver School of the Arts for singing. And that's that's kind of how that, you know what I'm saying? That's I, how I'm that gonna, I'm, and I'm going to let y'all know, okay? You know, so Joe, my cousin, I if I'm not mistaken, Nene. They gave mm -hmm. me a little snippet. They can sing. And if y'all know me, if y'all know Drake, y'all know I'm a heavy critic when it comes down to voices. I'm thinking, I can't sing myself. But I don't need to hear y'all not singing either. Like, y'all know I boo the children's choir. So, you know, she 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 she, she knows what she's doing. She she can hold a note. She knows what she can sing. She can a little dough so. right me. A little dough right me. You know, she, she can do a thing. So, hey, she getting my stamp of approval. So I would tell y'all that right now. Okay, okay. <clears throat> so since we're going on singing let's flip it around what is your theme song oh honestly I ain't even gonna lie right I'm a little hood on the inside but when I get down to the nitty gritty <laughs> when I get down to the nitty gritty honestly I really if you play the movie the temptations or the five heartbeat don't ask me why i get into my little i will sing every song word from word from the top to the bottom from the brutal to the tutor and then you know if it you know if i want to get into my uh hood hood side i go back to old atlanta you know what i'm saying i might do you know i want to i want to hear some field mob i want to even though it's not a singing song, I feel kind of like, I'd be like, ooh, I'll turn it into a little singing song. Don't I, I don't know why. I don't know but, why. But, that, but what song represent you? If, I'm telling you, when you wake up in the morning and you put, you know, you lace and everything up, you put your wig on and stuff, like, 
what song goes on? What what song plays? If you had a sitcom, what song would play in the background? The joke. <laughs> International player. That would be my theme song. I type the text to a girl I used to see. And then I see this cutie bobble who I want to be with. And I apologize if this message gets you down. And I CC'd every girl that I CC around town. You know what I'm saying? That's me. Oh, no, no. Absolutely. That That's like, man, I can't believe that song. I, I knew when I first heard that. Okay, once this is the makings of Joe. But, you know, I got thrown a little bit of me in this thing. But, you know, Bum B, UGK, small yes. favorite group, hands down. Outcast is right there with them, you know. A ball MJG. Amen. Now I can go down the hole. You know, I'm I'm southern. Yeah, y'all, y'all listen to the intro of everything culture. Not to make a view, but everything culture. And right. man, when I heard first when I heard the riff come in, the song or the if the melody just flowed in and I knew three six mafia was a part of it prior to um to uh, Outcast, if I'm not mistaken. Uh was it was UGK, one of them. Mm-hmm. But the case in point was when I heard them both come together, and I just heard it just it was a perfect combination. Like it is, if you from the south, don't give me stuff. You from the south? You, if you don't like international players, answer. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? What's, what's wrong, wrong with you? What's wrong? If with you, you ain't from here, dude, this is what, what is my um, recipe? Chad Butler, Tim C. If this, this is um, country rap tunes right there, y'all just got a little taste of that. But I digress. I digress. When I tell I you, I will sit up here. I don't care what kind of car I'm in. My shit can be busted and crusty. Long as I got that damn radio playing and I can Bluetooth my international player, I be hanging out the window with my arm. I be rapping the lyrics, and they be like, they look at me in traffic. Number one, either they'll be shocked that I know all the damn words, or they'll sit there and be singing it with me. I've had people take videos of me, all types of crazy ass shit, because that song gets me hyped. That song and uh, what's the other song? I ain't gonna let up. No, I ain't gonna shut up. No, I ain't gonna get up. And I ain't gonna ever let them haters get to me. That would be my like top two. <laughs> that would be my top two. You know what I'm saying? That's just me. Uh, I, I would do that. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, okay. How do you define joy? Say that again. How do you define joy? Oh. Mm. Honestly, I haven't reached it yet. Like, I want to sit up here and be like, I want to take the pureness of happiness and the pureness of excitement and bring it together and create joy. But it doesn't happen like that for me in my life. Like, I know that when I sit here and I go to bed at night, I'm content. I haven't found the peaks of joy, happiness, and excitement put together. Or I might have one on one day and one on the next day. I don't really feel like I've hit joy yet. Not 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 yet. I feel like I'm slowly approaching that part of my life. Uh, but I don't I don't think I can sit here and be like, you know what? This is what joy is. I feel it. You know what I'm saying? I I, I haven't felt it yet. I'm not there. I ain't gonna sit up here and cap. I'm not gonna lie to you. And I appreciate it. Yeah, ain't no reason to lie to me. You know that's why I'm. You got to lie to me. You ain't got to lie to You ain't got to lie to come on the show. You ain't got to lie to do the making of you. This is your thing once again. Right. Right. 
what privileges do you benefit from? <laughs> um, when I put this wig on and I draw these eyebrows on, I I I, I get pretty privileged, you know, pretty privileged. People be feeling like pretty privilege is not a thing. It really is, honestly. And I, I can give you a prime example. One day, one day my truck broke down on the side of the road and I literally was just like, I was standing outside my truck, I had on heels. Um, my body is of shape of a woman, you know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't buy this, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't have my wig on, you know, I got a nice little shortcut, whatever, whatever. I'm walking, I'm lifting up my hood, you know, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm about to cry because this is my truck, this is my baby, this is my other baby, to, along with my two children. So I'm just real sad and emotional. Ain't nobody stop their cars, ain't nobody say nothing, ain't nobody look at me and tell me it's a killer. I don't look, they ain't say nothing. Um, I ended up calling one of my friends and uh, he was like, oh, okay, I'm on my way. When I knew he was on the way, let me put this wig back on. Soon as I put that wig back on, when I tell you, people was like, "Oh, get back in your car and make sure you lock the doors." Is there anyone coming for you? And I, hello, that this wig has gotten me through some things. This is pretty privileged. <laughs> you catch me outside the house when I ain't got no hair. I, I probably ain't drew my eyebrows on. I probably ain't got no lashes on. Nobody is going to pay me any attention. That's the crazy part. Unless I lost weight or I had my shapewear on, they probably would pay me attention. But outside of that, they would never. I'm just a regular day. I'm just another bitch. I'm just another one out there in the streets. Just all and honestly opinion. But I don't, I wish I did have them privileges. I wish I did. <laughs> I want them. The Lord bless me with them. <laughs> All right. And what areas in your life do you believe you need to heal? Oh, areas in my life that I honestly feel like I need to heal is I need to heal my past traumas. Um, a lot of things that I went through, I just kind of sort of got to a point in my life where I'm just like, you know what? I'm just not going to deal with it. Um, I'm going to just keep it moving and Throw it to the back of my mind because guess what? If I sit up here and I, and I open my heart up or I sit down and communicate with uh, a therapist about everything, I don't feel like that that's going to heal me. I don't feel like that that's going to, to to do what it needs to do. Like I have to go through an entire, whew, an entire situation uh, with therapists for me to be like, you know what? I feel like maybe I'm better. Maybe I don't want to shoot everybody up, you know? Maybe I don't want to go to jail. Um, maybe I don't feel the need to attack you in public and pull a woman's heart loose uh, situation, you know? That's 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 where I'm at when it comes to something like that. Um, thank you for sharing. The three <laughs> things of everything cultural we support here is um, Jesus, therapy and counseling so you find what you need your balance in your world but yeah everything that that what you said about you know going to a counselor therapist that's exactly what it is yeah like look at yourself like a mason jar or whatever 
mm-hmm. all this stuff you have in you, it may seem like a lot, but that's what you're paying them for, to pour all that out. Like, just get it all out of you. It should be a safe place for you. Feel me? Just let that all out. I know it's harder mm-hmm. than, you know, you can imagine what you because that's what you imagine, but that, if I'm paying you this, get ready for it. You know? Yeah, very much so. so. Once again, and once again, we have services we always support. We have a team of counselors and therapists that we collaborate with. So sometimes if you need something, and they're people of color as well. Um, oh, yeah. So That's all that I And remember, hear. counseling and therapy, finding a good therapist is like dating. Okay? If mm-hmm. you go to one and you ain't feeling it, okay, let me find a different one. That's okay. Yeah. But you find the one that's best fit for you. And you, when you find it, I promise you, you'd be like, man, I should have done this a long time ago. Because it's like, all this little BS that may get you to snap sometimes. Mm-hmm. I ain't worried about that, you know? Because, right. you know, I, it'll get you close to that peace. Perhaps get you close to that joy. You know what I mean? But, once again, we back with the making of Joe, oh, Joe, y'all. Okay, okay. So, in your life, when did you realize you were different? All uh, my life. You know how silly it was like, all my life, I had to fight. Yeah, my entire life, I've always known that I was different. I always known that I was destined for something great. Um, even as a kid, watching my creator and my um, stepfather have plethora of businesses, that in my mind, I just kind of was like, I don't never want to work for nobody. I don't want to work for nobody. I want to be my own boss. And then I started creating, um, I'm not even going to say I created the person who I am but when I be honest and I talk about a lot of shit that happened in my life people automatically was like oh my gosh you're just so freaking hilarious and I'm like no I'm just I'm I'm being honest y'all y'all can laugh at my pain but I'm just I'm really like sitting up here being honest so people sit up here and they think that I'm I'm creating this happiness and I'm like bro y'all really don't understand like um I'm just being me I'm just speaking how I want to speak I'm just putting out there what what I went through in my life I'm not asking for pity I'm really not asking for the last but I mean obviously people think I'm funny as hell because I just kind of say what the fuck I want to say but mm, you know it is what it is like that's I've always known that I was something special and something great. I've had major dreams. And like I said, I told you I deal with a lot of the spiritual side of my life. And um, a lot of things I've seen in my dreams, because I, I I guess you could say I'm a, I'm a foreseer. I see a lot of good things in my life. But a lot of things that are stopping me from getting there is a lot of past trauma. Um, a lot of different things that don't need to that's basically stopping me from being the person that I'm I'm destined to be because it's already been written it's already been written that I'm supposed to be this person that's the shit obviously you know to sit up here and even with TikTok uh helping with that platform of me knowing that I'm supposed to be somewhere else is it, it helps a lot within a year time frame I'm not even gonna say a year I'll say six months within six months I was able to go from thousand of followers to 22.2k followers you know what i'm saying and i'm almost at 100k in likes for me 
I feel like that's a good thing because at this point, shit, I'm, I'm doing something that I like. I like to make people laugh unintentionally, you know what I'm saying? By being myself, by being me. So. Okay. Love it, love it, love it. Oh, oh, get me started on that TikTok right now. We, we, hey, shout out. Shout out to all our social media platforms. That's what I say. That actually utilize us and supports us when we need. You know, that's what we appreciate. We appreciate y'all. Take the time. I appreciate y'all coming through, listening, watching, you know, people who's been rock, waving, hitting them, hitting the likes and things of that nature, sharing it. All that really helps support us. You know, we are Black-owned businesses. I want y'all to know that. Mm-hmm. So, I want all being said, um, I greatly appreciate it. I know Greg, Joe appreciate it as well. But you know, right now we're here with the making of Joe with everything culture and in it shit under my nails. Shit under my nails. Boom, there you go. So, okay. We rocking, rocking. You know what I'm so, saying? We on platforms up in here. You know what I'm saying? With our with our next question, how do you and your family recognize or celebrate death? Mm. Um well, honestly, to be honest, I want to say the last funeral that I went to was my adopter's mom, mother. Everybody called her mom or mama. Her name is, she was my great auntie, Mildred. Um, she was actually the last funeral I went to physically because uh, for whatever reason, I did not, uh, it, I, we drove her around the city of Columbus, Georgia. So you, you know, Columbus is a real small, like, if you see one person, you probably know their kids. That type of situation is real small and close and tight knit. Um, we drove her around the city. We went to her funeral plot. Um, at the funeral, we, you know, we were remembering certain things that she was saying. Ugh. That whole situation was just crazy. That was honestly the last time that I celebrated anybody's death. Anybody outside of that, I haven't really communicated with. I kind of like cut ties with. I kind of didn't sit here and and go back and forth uh, with the situation of death. I kind of just, it's more so, let me just put a cross on it and and God bless their soul. Um, with COVID, COVID definitely hindered a lot of, uh, if I wanted to go to a physical funeral, I could. If I wanted to go and check on somebody because they were physically sick, I couldn't. So, um, even my creator's mother, we haven't even communicated because I choose to not be vaccined. Um, it's a little scary to know that a vaccine is supposed to prevent something and in the paperwork and details of that <laughs> that vaccine it specifically says on oh, all the vaccines that if somebody else has it you still will get it um so that kind of i just let me just step the fuck back and just stay in my lane all i can do is just give you a little cross over my face and god bless your soul and i hope that it's better um, I will say, far as my 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 dad's mom, even though I met her, I'm gonna say I met her when I was 17. Um, she did pass away, but I didn't. Honestly, I I couldn't cry because I didn't physically know her. Like I remember her face, obviously, but I didn't physically know her, so I couldn't sit here and be like, you know, I'm really sad that my grandmother passed away. I couldn't be sad because I really didn't know her. So. These are the things that I got through. 
Get that call on out the way. There we go. Okay. Thank you for sharing what you can. Mm-hmm. Who do you trust? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Um, it's people that I've trusted for years that still don't want the best for me. Um, it's people that I don't know from a can of paint. Uh, that will give me the world and give me the support, and I still just I I still I got major trust issues because the trust a lot of those those key building factors that help create and form some type of good relationship whether it's your significant other or a friendship or just your acquaintances that shit was destroyed in my household you know what I'm saying I feel like I don't I don't trust nobody. Nobody can get that trust. Maybe my husband or my significant other, whoever that shall be, whenever they come, maybe can get my trust, but very, very seldom. I don't, mm -mm. for what? To get let down, to have some type of disappointment, I don't want those factors in my life because if I get disappointed, then guess what? I'm going to sit up here and be emotional. If I be emotional, I know how I am when making these decisions, being emotional. And I, let me just step the fuck back. I have to sit up here and be like, no, I didn't step back because you you doing too much. You sit up and put your trust into somebody who they don't trust you or they can give two fucks about you. They don't even care enough to tell you the truth. Uh-uh. No. Stop it. You're doing too much. Those are the conversations I have with myself. So. Thank you, man. Sharing that with us means a lot, too. So, right. thank you, for real. So, hey, we need your last 10. We, we, we walking them down right here. Okay. Okay. How you feeling? I feel like I got a lot of stuff out on my chest and shit on everything culture. And if you ain't listening to them, what is you doing? Like, what are you doing? Because you ain't going nothing right in your life. Okay. okay we here, though. Like we here, you know. You can check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Audible, Amazon Music, Google Play, anywhere you listen to a podcast, we out here. See, I'm um, trying to be like um, you when I grow up. You hear what I'm saying? Hey, I'm on hey, 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 let's do this together. That's my thing. Let's do this together. You know, yes. we on IG live. You know, on this beautiful morning that the Lord has made, and yes. you know, we keep rocking. And right now, we have the pleasure of Joe, of Dirty Joe, that we have together, and she's an ATL representative. Um, born and raised, you know, born never raised. phased. Cornbread. And we get to know her a little bit more, you know. Thank you. Thank you. This is our pleasure. So, y'all make sure to tune in and sit back and share. So, Joe. Okay. If someone was making a biopic about you, who would you have play you? <laughs> you know what's so crazy? It's crazy that I actually thought about <laughs> I've thought about this multiple times. Honestly, I don't know. I thought about everybody because I, I actually sat back and thought about this one time. If I were to make a movie about my life, I thought about everybody's character but my own. Because I'm like, maybe I'll still be fine as one at 40 and 50 and still be able to play myself as a teenager. But I got too much hips and butt, so I'm like, ah, damn, who the hell am I going to get to play me? Um, mm, I don't want to say Gabrielle Union, 
because not that she's a bad actress because I really like like I want to say maybe her look is kind of my look but I know Gabrielle Union you know what I'm saying so but I have the attitude of Tasha Mack from the game so I, I feel like that but if I could find somebody who had kind of sort of the look of Gabrielle for skin color, you know, cheekbones and stuff like that, and had attitude to Tosh Mac, then I would be down for it. Like, whoever she is, I haven't found her yet. But as far as everybody else in my little biopic, I got characters for their ass. They don't know who, who, that. Give me, some, give, give me some characters in your biopic. Let me know. Well, I don't know why. I feel like you know, when I um when I found out that my step my father or the man who I called my father was my stepfather. Um and I actually had dad out there and I didn't know like I would have dreams and stuff like, Oh, okay, I wonder what my dad looks like. Is he a rich man? What he look like? I could be a celebrity's kid. Like I I, I was thinking about all that stuff, right? So yeah. I would have like little dreams and stuff of what my dad would look like. My dad in my dreams was Denzel Washington. So he would be, you know, coming down, hey, hey, nobody, I'm your dad, come home. You know what I'm saying? He would be my dream dad. And then my actual father, I feel like my my real daddy, he can play himself, you know what I'm saying? Can't nobody play him. I love my daddy to death. Here's the thing, my daddy, my daddy is cockadic. And I'm a little cockadic too. If I smile real hard, one of these eyes goes to the right. So I can't get no, I don't, you know what? Maybe Forrest Whitaker, maybe Forrest Whitaker could play my daddy. The dude with the eyes. Hey, out, he could, he out, could out, hey, out of East Texas, Longview representative. Okay. He could, he could play my daddy because, you know what I'm saying? That's just how my daddy is. He knows, he knows mm -hmm. what he got going on in life. So it's not no secret. You know what I'm saying? I have it. My kids have it. A little lazy eye. You know what I'm saying? But I can look you straight in your eyes. So that's all that matters to me. Um, who else? I feel like um, what's the girl? Oh, uh, uh, Willow Smith. I feel like she would play my sister on my creator side because my sister is very emo. She's always changing her hair color. Um, you know, maybe she might have to wear a little sexy. You know what I'm saying? But. She would play my little sister. Um, my little brother would be what's his name? LeBron's son. Love LeBron's sonies, I think. because uh, he's tall, slim, and he he kind of remind me of my brother. So yeah, I kind of when I tell you, I I sat there and thought about these characters. Okay. Got it together. I, I, okay. Mm -mm. okay. All right. So if you as well, I mean, beyond the means of money, money is not an issue for nothing in life. Not right. for you, anybody close to you, whatever the case may be. But you had to keep one job, one occupation, what would it be? Um, um that's a hard that question. That's a hard question. Because okay, so me, um, being the person that I am, honestly. I I love doing shit under my nails. I love podcasting. That's like, it makes me feel good on the inside. I don't know. It fills my heart. Like, 
actually sitting up here doing the research, you know, recording, editing. If I had the time and all my bills were paid and I didn't really have to worry about my kids, they were well taken care of. Podcasting would be something that I do. But also with the money that I make from podcasting, I like to help people. So I have another company. It's called House of Hustle because where do you learn to hustle? You only learn that in the home. Um, and I wanted that to be a nonprofit organization, but I actually wanted it to end up being some type of studio to help people, uh, young kids understand that you don't have to just be a doctor, a lawyer, and uh, uh, all this other stuff, the regular degular shit. It's so many other avenues of number one income and pleasure in this entertainment industry that people fail to realize you don't have to sit up here and sing and rap just to get the fulfillment in life. So I felt like I wanted to do that as well. But if it if it had to be between them two, I, I, I wouldn't be able to pick. If it was those two, that would be it for me. Like, I wouldn't do nothing else. I would do nothing else in life, honestly. Love it. I love it. You know, same passions, I would say. I'm right there with you. Right there with you. Right. When was the last time you cried? Oh. <laughs> um, I schedule these cry sessions with myself uh, every couple of days in the shower. I try to, you know, make a tear come out or two. Because... Honestly, I really don't be having time to cry. Like, the shit that I want to cry about, I don't have the tears to cry about. So I have to make something up in my mind. And I know that sounds very fucking crazy, but goddamn. I don't... <sighs> when I tell you, I've had people, even my, my daughter's dad. My daughter's dad, me and him, we're the closest. And um, he'll be like, yeah, you must be about to finish come on your period because you're crying and you're being extra emotional like it i know it's about time for that thing to come i just need you to just you know what i'm saying i just need you to chill out for a second and just go ahead and do your thing but most of the time ever since i became a parent yes i mostly cry in the shower and i try to do it like once every three days i try i really do <laughs> i be i be trying to look to come out one more, I'm here. You talk more and more. I'm like, man, you know, Joe, I'm, I'm just gonna throw you some therapies out there. You know, you can, you know, I'm just gonna toss them just like if you feel bored. I need a couple of free sessions. I need a couple of free sessions for therapy. Don't, hey, that, that one free session may be life changing. All I'm saying. But, I hey, need that. You've never that. been in therapy or counseling ever? I, you know what? Honestly, I went to therapy when um I was 14 and 15. But um my uh my adoptive mom, she actually was just like, you know what? You just need to pray. <laughs> you need to pray to the Lord and everything going to get better. So we stopped going I'm, to therapy a, a long time ago. Honestly. I'm gonna shoot you this episode. We had a conversation about that on season one of Everything Culture back in 2019 of Ooh. how we're dismissive of therapy and counseling and we act are. like you can't do both interchangeably, you know. But we're we gonna get to that. We're gonna get you to that. You just gotta pray to I'm, God. That's what we do. Pray to God. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you, I'm to everything you keep saying, I'm like, damn, that, that's awesome. you know, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. All right, yeah. okay. If you could, first off, would you rather talk to your younger self or would you talk to your former self? I mean, your future self. Um, I would talk to my, mm. oh, shit. 
I would, I would used to, like, I used to say that I would talk to my younger self about the decisions and the shit that I, you know, choices that I know that I would make. Um, mm -hmm. I said that I would definitely, for a fact, talk to myself and it changed a lot of things. But then I had, I had a conversation with my homeboy in Texas and he was just like, if you would have changed anything in your life, you would be fucked up. And I was like, why the why would you say that? Why would you put that negativity in the air? And he was like, no, honestly. He was like, when you go back and start changing the stuff that you already went through to make you who you are right now and to know and, and go through the shit and learn the shit that you, you would have never learned about Crit back then. You would have never learned that this is how much milk costs. Because honestly, a bitch didn't know how much milk costs. Okay? I was, my parents did everything. It is what it is. So, yeah. Honestly, maybe I would talk to my my future self and pray that I'm in a better position than where I'm at right now, and pray that I achieve these goals. And just I would just sit down and just have a talk with my future self. Hey, bitch, how you doing? What What did you do? She She gonna tell me, bitch. I just got my shit together. You know what I'm saying? Like I when I tell you, I I'm happy. Therapy. <laughs> I went to therapy. I had conversations with some therapists. <laughs> I got them together. <laughs> hey, you never know. You never know. So, if you, so since you know your younger self, mm -hmm. what would you tell you? Well, you don't have to tell me. What would you tell your younger self? What age would you go to, and would your younger self listen to you? Um. Hmm. Ooh. Uh, so I guess when I was 17 or 18, um, I had did some young dumb shit. You know how you're young, you do dumb stuff. Um, the dumb stuff I wouldn't stop myself from doing to get put at my creator's house because I got put out of my adopted mom's house. I had to go to my creator's house. And um, when my creator put me out, she put me out at a homeless shelter. I went to the, uh, the Covenant House of Georgia. And I actually, yeah, I met my daughter's dad at the Covington House of Georgia. I would have my, I would talk to that Nevada because I actually fucked up. I fucked up my daughter's dad. I fucked up his mental state. Um, as a woman, I realized that there are a lot of things that we got to take accountability for. I was not doing the right thing. I did not say a lot of right things. I didn't, you know what I'm saying? I didn't move the way that I should have moved, not realizing um, what true love was. Because that man, that man loved me back then. I mean, he tolerated me now. But, you know what I'm saying? He did. He loved me back then. I'm talking about that love where I want to shout it to the world. Um, he, We rode the bus back then. We was on Marta because it was smarter back then. And he would yell on the bus and the train. I love this woman. I love this girl. You know what I'm saying? And I couldn't, I didn't receive it the way that I should have. And because I didn't receive it the way that I should have, I kind of like fucked up his mindset of who he is as a person and what he likes and how he deals with certain things and if I could go back and talk to that Nevada, I feel like that that would slightly change a lot of different things currently. Like, maybe we would still be together. Maybe those two kids would really be by him and not by nobody else. But, you know, young, dumb, full of calm. This is what the fuck you got to deal with, right? Now, I'm going to ask a question. This, this little 
you know, usually I don't do this on the makings of anybody, but have you ever talked to him about that? Like what you, you know, this conversation? Um, right honestly. Would you send this to him? You hey, you feel me, Maurice? Do you feel me, Maurice? Gross. Do you feel me, brother? You feel me? I you know what, honestly, I've had I've had conversations, even on my own platform on shit under my nails. I've had like, you know, conversations with my co-host. Uh shout out to Ecstasy Box. Go follow her on Instagram. But my co-host, she, me and her, we've had conversations about uh my daughter's dad. And I, I do genuinely love him. I, I got love for him. You know what I'm saying? They're like, that's my dog. And if anybody hurt them, I will break their face. That's how I feel. You know what I'm saying? He knows that. But honestly, he's, when when you go to prison or when you go to jail, everything around you, time stops. And people think that, yeah, you serving a life sentence or you serving X amount of time, that everything around you is still going. But if you get locked up at the age of 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, you're still 20 in there. Mm-hmm. So when you get out, it's just like, you're still rehashing these things. and You're still remembering all the bad shit that I've done. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's it's more of that situation. I don't feel like he's fully forgiven me. He, he's telling me all the time that I helped him learn some things. But honestly, he, yeah, he ain't trying to, he's not trying to get back with me no time. It never um, I think he cares and about it's not about <laughs> it's not about getting back with you just like cause coming from another male I'm a man okay right come hearing that from someone that may have done me wrong or I may have ill will or you know I might be hurt from mm-hmm. hearing their point of view and you know actually that's not that you know when guys be joking like you know can a woman apologize that's like what guys be seeking right there it's like that for him, but he may, he, once again, if you can't tell it to him directly, send this to him. I'm, I, I would make this nice and pretty. Send this to a clip to him and see how we have. May, this may be life changing for him, believe it or not. You know, I'll, you never know. See, you know what, what? What I will tell you is a lot of the things that me, me and him, we've had conversations about this, about, you know, how I deceived him and a lot of other things. And I told him, you know, I apologize. But the difference between women and men, what people don't understand is when a man does wrong to a woman, he apologizes. And a female is just like, mm, that's it. That's all you got. But when we fuck up and we do have, we do be like, okay, my bad, I apologize. Because my creator always told me never say sorry, always apologize because you're not a sorry person. So when I sit up here and be like, okay, I apologize, now get over it. That's not, you know, that's not right. And that's what me and him actually went through. Like, he will pull it out. Ten years, it, it happened ten years ago and he's still snatching me to this day. No, you really did X, Y, Z to me. And you hurt me. You made me feel this type of way. And I sit here and be like, okay, I apologize. What you want me to do? And it's not that's not my place to allow him to heal the way that he needs to heal or how long it takes for him to heal. You know what I'm saying? So he know I apologize. I done fucked up a lot. I done, you know, I done did that to man dirty. You hear what I'm saying? I'm talking about Atlanta dirty. So he knows that I fully, 100%, uh, wholeheartedly apologize. Um, I hope that me and him get into a place where me and him, we can have regular conversations as if we were friends. Because we we was always friends first before we had sex and before we had kids and before we even had a relationship. We was always cool. I used to 
we used to write poetry together. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how cool we was. So, I hope that we get back to that one day. I don't know. Well, I don't know. We 30 now, so at this point, like, I don't know. <laughs> hey, you know, you never know things change. You know, you are, you about to make me cry on here. I'm, I'm going to be wishing y'all the best. I'm about to, you know. Oh, Lord. Don't say it. hope this touch some hearts. You know, you never know. You know, I'm all, I'm a, I'm a lovey-dovey dude. You know, I'm all about that. If we can get there, let's get there. You did. Okay. Right, you gotta, you gotta okay. communicate with the other side first. I mean, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I do. Hey, it's a two-way street. It's a two-way right. street, though. But we, we, we gonna have to talk about this. Something. You know, this is we back to you. You know, we appreciate your visit. Thank you for sharing, for real, for real. Um, so how do you relax? Um, before I just stop doing all of this, probably I would eat an edible, smoke me a black and mild, get a tattoo, or drink a little drink. Um, but now to relax, I kind of just take a shower, you know what I'm saying? Make sure I lotion myself with the nice little Jergens lotion. And see, them old folks, they have been hiding that. They've been hiding Jergens for a long time. Like, they never sit up here and be like, you really need to put on some Jergens. No. So since I've been wearing Jergens, I kind of like, you know, rub my little, my feet and I get my ass in the bed and I be on chill. Might put on some Parkers, you know what I'm saying? I might watch one of the little new little shows they released on Netflix, that type of situation. That kind of keep me mellow. Might do a little research, take my little laptop, you know, everything portable now so I sit in my bed, um, decide what bills I'ma pay or not pay, that <laughs> I'm, I'm not me for the month you know I, those are the things that relaxes me you know that makes me feel like tomorrow's gonna be a better day but right now i'm just on cheap you know that's me i feel it <laughs> i feel it absolutely feel it okay. what are the quote that you live by mm. she's ready y'all so my granddaddy Oh my gosh, I said I did this for like an African-American project. And I, like I said, I found out who my father was. This is him right here. I'll print it off a picture. Oh. He is one of the founding fathers of R&B and Soul. His name was Warren the Baron Palmer. Y'all can go look him up. But he used to say, every time he would sign off on his radio show, he would say, if your income is more than your outcome, then your outcome will be your downfall. So ever since then, I've been going by that little saying, and I've just been trying to plan my moves as carefully as possible because, you know, this is what it is. I'm sitting up here, I got my income, it's more than my outcome, I, I'm doing too much because that, that's going to have me fall by the wayside now. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to do none of that. So that's that's the saying I go by. My granddad would be proud. Oh, hey, that, hey, that's how you live a legacy right there. Yeah. You know, I would say one, some of the most complimenting things is when I have my mentees and people are touching life. You know, mm -hmm. you know, you know, say legit a quote. You know, something I told them when they were younger, and they live by now. Like you know, uh, you know, Mr. Drake. He, he always told me this, and I'm like, me, moi, but you listen. That's the biggest thing. I'm like, if you listen, that's all you can say. You not just hear it, but to listen means a lot. Right. It means a whole lot. Okay, 
this is, you know, y'all, y'all know what time it is. This is my favorite question, y'all. So, it's your last meal. You you know, I'm going to go out with the raw. I don't know how you going to do it, okay? But, you know, you got this. Anything you can eat, anything you want, okay? Mm. Anything you want. What would be your last meal and who would prepare it for you? <laughs> okay. Um... I used to think about this a lot because when I was um, on Shit Under My Nails, sometimes in October, I do Murder, Mystery, and Mayhem. So we mm, get to talk okay. about what their last meals are. And it's just very, uh, it's interesting what they want. Um, for me personally, if I had my last meal, I would want some shit that Kimmy Creation if y'all don't know her, go follow her on Instagram. Kimmy Creations, she makes some of the dopest meals. It would be whatever she prepared. Like, I wouldn't care what she makes. I would just eat it if that was my last meal. And for dessert, to go with that meal, I want some creme brulee. I haven't had any good one um, since I used to go to uh, Carabas. You know, I haven't had no creme brulee since then. But outside of that, whatever Kimmy Creation decides she want to make as my ma- my last meal, I would be like, okay, that is what I'm eating. <laughs> how do you spell? Okay, look, look, Quans know what Kimmy. I was like, how I'm, do you spell Kimmy Creation? I think K I M M Creations is with a K. Of course, it's Creation spelled the exact same way. When I tell you, she is the shit. Okay. And then I would have um, the dude who actually has Bad Bitch Academy. I would have him fix me a drink. Yeah, that would be my last, like, you know, my last meal. I'm going in. I'm, I'm taking it all with me. All the calories. Because okay. at that point, we don't need There she go right up. Kami yeah. Creations. That one. Yes. Yes. All right. Thank you, Quan. That's my girl right there. What's up, friend? I'm telling right. you. Hey, you, you know, hey, I'm up early this morning. You know, it, it, we we here though, but we here with Joe, the makings of Joe with everything culture. Okay, what is your favorite holiday? Um, being a single a single person. My favorite holidays, honestly, is Valentine's Day and my birthday. Mm. Christmas, all them other little holidays, them about the kids. You know what I'm saying? Um, once I get me a man or a significant other, because, you know, I like both. Once I get somebody to care about me enough, the entire year of Valentine's Day would be null and voided. Um, it would just be my birthday that would be a holiday and probably Christmas. But until then, you know, this is just kind of what my life is right now. Right. <sighs> I understand. I feel you. So, uh, Valentine's Day coming up, too. Exactly. I'm excited. Oh, now if I'm gonna get something, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My sister did she my sister felt bad, my play sister. She felt bad. Shout out to her. Her name is Tay. Um, she works at Geico and she also runs her credit company or whatever. She felt bad for her sister last year and I got my first little Michael Kors. You know, it's a lot little Michael Kors probably, so I felt like a bad bitch. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never had Michael Kors in my life. But, you know, she felt bad. I ain't had no Valentine's Day um, person. So, it was cool. I appreciate it. That's my first Shout out to her. Hey, That's everybody needs that support. We, appre- we, we appreciate you. Okay, let's say that. Let's say that. Okay. We got two more questions. Okay, two more questions. I'm listening. What changes do you want to see? And what changes are you bringing to your culture? 
Mm. What changes do I want to see? I want to see... I want to see the bleach flower people do what they need to do without us having to inform you. I hate having to sit up here and inform them on a culture that's been around for years and not only have been around for years, but y'all take from it. You know what I'm saying? I, mm-mm. That's what, that's one thing I would just kind of like bring to the culture. Like it, because we were raised to always kind of like, we, we're raised to love, love everybody regardless of the situation. So since we love it so much and bring y'all in, I want y'all to be okay with being told you got this from us you didn't create this we did you are not the wave you are the shore we are the wave we created this we made this you know what i'm saying i want i want african americans to get the credit that's due to them you know what i'm saying why why not I want to get credit for them box braids that y'all called, whatever the fuck y'all called it, when Kim Kardashian wore it. Them is box braids. Them is cornrows. Okay? I want us to get the credit. That's, that's due to us. We work hard. We create so much. Uh, let's, let's get that respect with the credit, too. That's, that's all the homeboys asking for. That's all I'm asking for. Give me a little credit. You know? This is what I created. Give it to me. Give me my flowers. Shit, I'm going to end up being like Snoop Dogg. I want to thank me for being me. Uh, <laughs> I want to thank for me not letting me down. Like, that's how I'm going to be in a minute. Like. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. Okay. Last question. Last question. How would you want people to remember you, Joe? Mm, I want people to remember me uh by knowing that I was just I was this funny person <laughs> I never let the bad things in my life kind of like keep me down um that I was emotional sometimes um that I'm very supportive of any and everything that everybody has done um I want them to know that I'm gonna hunt them even in the afterworld mm-hmm I will, because if you ain't got some shit together, I want you to remember that I'm always around and I got your back. So I'm going to push your ass and you ain't even going to know it. I want them to be like, you know what? That's, that's Navadia. That's Joe. That's her crazy ass around and about, you know? I don't know. That, that's about all I can think of that I want them to remember me by. I hope that, you know, y'all play back this interview and be like, that damn Navadia. That damn Joe. My crazy ass, you know. And, 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 and but once again, this is the making of you. You know that that's what it's all about. You know, you know, I, I've had I already, I already got a couple people that like they want to come back on, they want to do it again because the things have changed in life. They got a new perspective on things, so and I respect yeah. that too. You know, so when I look forward to having our number, uh, 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 someone that comes back, a number two, another making of you part two. You know, a, a point two. Right. At this time, you know, thing I got to say is thank you. You know, I've appreciated this full conversation, man. Let you know, I don't get up this early for everybody. You know, you I, I, I woke up earlier than you. I, 
I, I this is I woke up early and I usually wake up to go to work. So I'm like, ugh. And like, I appreciate you giving me that 15 minute leeway because I'm like, Lord, baby, but I haven't. I only put water in my tummy so far. You know, I feel healthy already today. Um, so go ahead and give me a workout in. But this has been an absolute pleasure. You know, I really do appreciate the time that we spent. And I appreciate, you know, the t- people that came in, you know, show love. Um, you know, this I haven't been on, I, I ain't been on IG in a second on live, but love. this has been an absolute pleasure. I Seriously. said that I was, um, I actually just, I want to say I just actually posted something on TikTok to let them know, like, I have been banned for a week. So next Friday, I'll be back on, and I'm going to stop getting banned. But until then, I'm not going to stop doing these interviews and doing these com- these important conversations on live. And regardless yeah. of how the, the movement of Instagram is going, I mean, I can't even find Instagram gave me the platform. They, they gave me the lead way to do and say whatever it is that I want to say. So we got to come back, show a little love, a little respect. Bring y'all yeah. ass to No, with that. So this is just a platform. Right. These are pillars to your platform. You, you right. the brand. So if people are looking for you, Joe, and if you're trying to be found, where can the people find you? You can find me. I'm literally, when I tell you I'm on every goddamn platform, Facebook, if you find me, it's Nevada and Brooks, but let's just make it clear. I can't friend y'all. Y'all can't friend me. Just follow me. Okay, don't don't sit here and think that you can't follow me. Um, on Instagram, it's uh, dirty underscore Joe, D-U-R-T-T-Y underscore J-O-E. It's the same name on TikTok, same name on Twitter. I don't really use Twitter like that, but I am on that platform. So I'm there. If you see me, you'll see me. You know what I'm saying? I'm there. Follow me. Okay, thank you. So we know where to find the y'all. Y'all know where to go. Um, as far as us, uh, we're everything culture and that's a t-h-a-n-g you can find us on any podcast platform from spotify apple podcast um to youtube if you want to see more of us and y'all want to get us on the socials you can get us on tiktok at everything culture you can find us at twitter at every thg culture facebook at everything culture um instagram everything culture tumblr everything culture um be like you. pinterest everything culture you know, and you. not only that hey come be like us you can find us at www.everythingculture.com we have new merchandise up now you know everything we got some leggings on there shirts hoodies crop tops uh some baby bibs you know you know some notepads we got a little bit of everything but man we we really appreciate y'all tuning in and you know it's much more to come so you know but this has been a pleasure joe seriously this has been a pleasure um if y'all trying to you be a guest y'all trying to be like joe and y'all want to come on the makings of you and share your story hit uh-huh. up the website go to our contact list pull out your information and we'll be in touch with you but yes this has been great and you have a podcast too plug your podcast Oh, let me let me just put it out there. Okay. So my podcast is called She Under My Nails. It's S H percent sign T under my nails. And you can find me on pretty much every platform. I'm on 
iHeartRadio, I'm on Spotify, I'm on Anchor, I'm on Google Podcasts, I'm on Apple Podcasts. Um, I do dip and dab in TikTok, so TikTok has a couple of audios. Definitely on my main platform, Instagram, they have a lot of my audio clips. And um, I actually have one YouTube video where I did an interview in the studio, but I'm still working on YouTube, so don't don't judge me right now, you know what I'm saying? I'm on these platforms, y'all just come holler at me when you see me in the streets, chick, you know what I'm saying? That's my lifestyle right now. Um, but yeah, y'all can hear me. You can hear my lovely voice. Shooby dooby doo bop. Yeah. <laughs> we love it. You're a trip. All right, y'all. All right, we're signing out. We'll catch y'all next time. God bless. Peace. Bye. There we go. I'm talking about when I tell you, I'm I'm telling you that shaving that kum kum. That shit gave me confidence today. And put this Hey, whatever it takes to get you there, darling. It, it, it gets yeah. you there. Still. All right. I'm about to go eat. So you <laughs> send me this video starving. so I can post it because I want to post this oh, yeah. video. Um, I'm going to figure out. I, I there's a way that you can save it. Save I don't it. know how, but I got to remember how. But there's a way you can save this video before you post it. Or something like that. I guess it depends on how you long have it. like that. Because my thing, I think it saves on here. Mm -hmm. so everything we talking about is going to save on here. Right. And then I'm have, but I have to save it because I will be posting this on YouTube. I will be using this audio and everything. So I'll be doing some <laughs> editing and things of that nature as well. So we get things rolling. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm about to get to that now. Thank y'all for tuning in. Hello, love movies. How you doing? But hey, we about to sign out. Man, right. we catch y'all later. Bye. Good afternoon, good people. It's your host, Drake, the Mr. D713 with Everything Culture. Just letting you know, thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Makers of You. We greatly appreciate your support. We look forward to more support in season four. Make sure you check out www.everythingculture.com for our new merchandise, as well as check out all of our social media sites from Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, and IG. We're all over. We greatly appreciate your support, and we we'll look forward to seeing y'all in the next episode. Peace.